0: So much to talk about on today's podcast, and 90% of it is spilt milk. 90% of what we're going to talk about today are things that you guys deal with on a daily basis that I dealt with this weekend. I didn't take my own advice, had a battle with my son, complete BS, Um, Americans are, are, are stressed out and babies, the fucking patriots, are you kidding me, Biden can't talk so much crap happening but more importantly i i didn't take my own advice i i did it i almost did an entire podcast on halloween candy and the dangers of halloween candy for 40 year old plus for 40 plus year old men and i didn't take my own advice and we're going to get into that i it, it's unbelievable i'm a moron i'm a mutant Straight up, I am a mutant. The mutants that I talk about on this program, I'm one of them. I'm one of those idiots that most likely needs the government to make a law against 40-year-old men, 40-plus, 40 41, eating Halloween candy and the dangers of it and the bad things that happen from it. This is spazzing out America's podcast. I do the podcast five times a week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Friday mornings. I try to go on about 6 o'clock every day, five times a week. The purpose of going on is to record my podcast. I I record it uh, on a laptop using this uh, app called Anchor. While I do it, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, follow my page, share the feed. If you're watching on Twitter, retweet this, follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my channel. Most people don't watch the live stream. Most don't. But 600 uh, to 620 to 650 now-ish, download the, the, the podcast when it first gets uploaded. So today, after I get done recording this, I'll upload the podcast in between when I upload it and tomorrow. About 600 people will have downloaded it and listened to it. Now over time, I got something in my mouth. It's got to be this tooth. Hold on. I'll explain it to you guys. So, you know, like 600 people will download, listen to it, and then it gets more over time. So I need you to please subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Hey, Alexa, you can ask Alexa. Hey, Alexa, play Spazzing Out, America's podcast. You can get it there as well. AnthonyPazziali.com has all the links to where you can get my podcast, go check it out. So, you can go back and listen to a podcast I did on Friday, the Friday before Halloween, and we were talking about Halloween candy, and uh, discussing what my my tiers of Halloween candy are. Uh, to be straight up clear, Reese's Pieces Cups, or the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, however you call them, they're my number one, then Snickers, then a Twix, and then I had... Uh, side candy that I liked, which are Mike and Ike's and uh, Swedish Fish, uh, and um, what are they called? Uh, Sour Patch Kids, Tootsie Rolls, those types of candies. And I said that 40-year-old men, 40 plus, should not be eating those types of candy. They should not eat Swedish Fish. They should not eat Tootsie Rolls. They should not eat Mike and Ike's because what will happen is it gets, it's gets sticky. It gets stuck in your teeth. It will rip out your fake teeth, Skittles among them. It will rip you. It'll devastate your mouth. You will surely be at the dentist next week. I gave the warning. I begged people. I said, "Please, if you have caps, fillings, uh, crowns with posts, don't be an idiot. Do not eat Mike and Ike's. Don't eat Swedish fish. Don't eat goddamn Tootsie Rolls." And I didn't take my own advice. Saturday, like a moron, I, I was going through my daughter's bag of candy. And there they were, glorious and delicious Mike and Ikes. I love Mike and Ikes. I They're, they're fantastic. And like an ass, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have some. I'm going to eat some Mike and Ikes. And I put them in and I'm chewing them. I'm like, oh, these are great. They're actually really soft. And I'm chewing them. I'm like, oh, wait wait, Uh, there's a hard one in there, and I chew it again, and I'm like, yeah, I'll just crunch it up, nope, I'm not crunching this puppy up, because I pulled out a crown and post right out, thanks to the Mike and Ikes, I did not listen to my stupid advice, so I now, I I put it back in, it's this one, it's like three back, two back from the canine, I put it back in, of course, I have to go to the dentist, and hopefully they can fix it, hopefully they can set it, but it, it fucked up my whole weekend, It literally fucked up the whole weekend. You can't eat. You can eat, but the way you eat is ridiculous. So all weekend, I'm eating on one side of the mouth, and anything that touches the crown with the post pulls the fucking thing out. And then while I'm sleeping, I'm like, am I going to choke on this stupid thing? So like an ass, I'm one of the idiots that needs the seatbelt law because I won't wear my seatbelt. I'm an idiot. I'm really not. I just, I was stupid. I don't know what I was thinking. I did have, I was... I was drinking. Maybe alcohol played a part in it. I'm sure that the, that the uh, the post and the crown were on its way out, anyways. Uh, but I helped it I, like an ass, and I and I begged people. Literally on Friday, I begged 40 year old people to not eat Mike and Ike's Swedish fish. I I said, please stay away from the Tootsie Rolls. You'll rip your fake teeth out. You'll rip your caps out. You'll rip out your fillings and you'll rip out your crowns. And like a jackass, I had Mike and Ike's and I ripped out a crown and it's, I mean the whole thing, the crown and the post came right the fuck out. Um, and it just causes a problem because the rest of the weekend you can't eat. You can eat, but everything's on this side of the mouth, and it it just sucks. It it sucks. And every time I would eat, I was eating a pancake yesterday, right? And and every time I ate, the fucking thing kept popping out. And and look, I put the stuff in it to try to hold it down. It didn't work. You know, I went to CVS and I and I got the uh, the 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 uh, I don't know what the hell it's called. The paste, the glue, the fucking concrete shit comes in a little thing. I put it on there. Put the fucking thing back down. It did nothing. It didn't help whatsoever. So now I gotta hope that I can get a dentist appointment today, tomorrow, uh, or the next day, and that they can set this thing. And hopefully they can set it. I hope that they don't that it that it that it didn't fuck up up the tooth so bad that they have to pull it out. I'm already missing a tooth. I'm missing. Bro, the, the the these are the things that like you. I mean, I immediately showed my son. Immediately, I was like, "Get your ass in here. This is what I'm talking about, brushing your teeth." I went straight up, scare these motherfuckers straight. Showed my daughter. Was like, brush your teeth. Show my son. This kid was in the bathroom like, ah, brushing his teeth. I'm like, nah, dude, you got to do it every day. You got to do it every day. For some reason, boys, a lot of boys, we don't brush our teeth when we're younger. We pay the price when we get older. We realize sometime in our 20s that brushing our teeth is extremely important. So we start doing it. But it's too fucking late. And we, we got tons of teeth. We got caps. We got fucking crowns. Root canals. Cavities like, like, like everything. I still have teeth. Ah. But, you know, by the time I'm like 50, I'm going to be a fucking crackhead. No teeth. Me gum and shit. Like, I'm going a... to... Like an idiot. So, again, I, I, I will give the advice. One more time. I, I, I will give out the sage advice. If you are older and you have caps, crowns, uh, you know, fillings of some sort. Stay away from the sticky candy. It's good. Like I said, it, Mike and Ikes are so good enough that I was like, "Fuck it." I had a few drinks and I went against my own advice, which I usually, I usually don't, because it was smart advice. It was pretty, pretty easy. Don't eat Mike and Ikes. It's gonna rip your damn that crown out, and it did. And now I have to go to the dentist, which is worse. That, cause I don't have dental insurance. I'm, I'm self-employed. I don't have dental insurance. I have health insurance, but I don't pay for the dental cause I just pay out of pocket, which sucks. Cause it's fucking expensive. It just does. It sucks. <sighs> Going, to, you know, I, I, I go, you know, you do you once a year or you're supposed to go every six months, but I go when I go to the doctors, same day. So I'll go to the doctors, go to the dentist. They'll do the fucking cleaning. Dentists will give you a bunch of shit about your teeth. I'm like, yeah, I know. Great awesome. I fucking, they're all going to be gone someday. I get my dentures ready. I know it. I, I please, I think, fuck. So aggravating. All right. So there, there's one thing with spilt milk that I'm dealing with today and it it stinks because eating is a hassle. So I didn't take my advice. I popped the crown and, and, and you can see the photo of the tooth. I put it on all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Go check it out. You can see the tooth. It popped out. It's got the the shank on the bottom of it. Dude, the shank's pretty deep. Things popping around. I didn't realize how deep the shank went, or the post, as they say. But it's pretty deep. Things like that big. It's like an inch. All right, check it out. Also this weekend, I had to deal with my son. So my son, his mom, here's the deal. My son goes to school. Now, it used to be fully remote. It just changed last week. They went back to, they did like two weeks fully remote because they had an outbreak. And now they're back to the hybrid where he goes he, he goes to school Thursdays and Fridays. So Wednesday, I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he's at home. And then he goes to school twice a week. Well, we got an email from the teacher that Nariam hasn't been logging in. And Narium hasn't been doing the schoolwork or doing anything Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Now, Nojo's old enough to stay home alone. He's he's a big boy. He should be able to handle it. And he claims that the Wi-Fi fucks him up. So his mom grounds him for Halloween. Says, you can't go. Nojo likes Halloween like most kids do. You can't go to Halloween. And he had this, you know, he wanted to be Jeff the Killer, I guess. I don't know who the fuck Jeff the Killer is. But apparently, Jeff the Killer... It wears a white shirt and black pants and, you know, it has blood on his face and a knife. So Narion was going to go as Jeff the killer. And he was all excited about being this, this character or this dude. And then his mom says, well, you can't go. So he gets in with me and he's like, hey, dad, we're still going to do Halloween, right? And I was like, no, bud, I'm sorry. Your mom said you can't, so you can't. I'm not dealing with that shit. You you fucked up. It's not my problem. Sorry. You're, you're sitting at home. Your sister go trick or treating. You want tough shit. He's all upset. Now everybody's giving me his grandfather calls me and says, you can't take Halloween away from the kid. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, he fucked up. He doesn't get Halloween. Tough shit. My neighbors, you got to take him. My, my, my wife, you got, you got to give him a break. You got to give him a break. You got to let him, you got to let him go. And I'm like, no, I'm not letting him go. That's it. He's not going fucking trick or treating. He, he, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He didn't go to school and gets even worse. It's, and I'll get into it. So on Friday, I stood strong and said, "No way, he ain't going." My friends are all telling me the guys I work with—they're all like, "Look, let him just let him do it. You can't you can't fucking execute a kid on a holiday. You can't tell him on the holidays like take his video games." I was like, "No." His mom said, "No Halloween. He gets no Halloween." Did I want him to have Halloween? Yes. I I, I honestly I, I I did. I felt bad. I was like, "Isn't there something?" I asked his mom, "Isn't there something else I could take away from him?" Uh, selfishly, that I could that I could take away from him because this is like one of the last Halloweens I would get with Narium. He's he's 12 years old. Couple maybe maybe one or two left, but that's it. And I don't really usually have him on Halloween. I, I've never really get him solo because he doesn't. He lives with me half the time, lives with his mom half the time. And you know what? This isn't a shot on his mom. His mom, it, it, listen, she's a great mom. So not a shot on her. She's doing the right thing, disciplining her son and making sure that his ass understands how important schoolwork is. So I agree with that. I was just like, shit, damn it. And I talked to him and I'm like, bud, this, this, unfortunately, this is how life is. If you don't do your schoolwork and you don't listen to your parents, you get punished. So we got punished. Now I, here's where it gets a little, a little fucked up. I, uh, Friday going into Saturday, I, I reach out to Noj. I go downstairs with I'm like, okay, buddy, I'm going to give you a chance to try to redeem yourself, and see if I can go to bat, because I was going to go to bat for him with his mom, I was like, look, I'll go to bat for you, and see if I can work something out to get you to go trick-or-treating, what I need you to do, he has a book that he's supposed to read for school, is get caught up on the book, I'm like, "Hey, get caught up on the book, read the 80 pages you're supposed to read, you got, this is in the morning, and I was going to work, I was like, you got from now, until this, until tonight, it's plenty of time for you to read 80 pages in a book. So I want you to read these pages and I'll go to bat for you. I, I'll- I will call your mom and I will I will plead your case. I, I will be your dad attorney with your mom and, and I will try to plead for leniency so that you can go trick-or-treating. And Nariam says, Yep, dad, I got it. I'm gonna do it because I want to go. So great, I go to work, I come home. And I I go to him I'm like, all right, buddy, did you, did you read the book? And he's like, yep, I, I read it. I read it all. And, um, I, I caught up and I said, okay, tell me about it. So here's the great thing. He starts to tell me about it. Literally. He starts, he, he I mean, he goes in depth. He, he starts telling me about it. And, and while he's telling me, I said, you know what? I I thought about it for a second. I said, Hey, hold on. Let me come back in about an hour. So I went And I I didn't read all 80 pages. I read 40 of them. I I went right in the middle and I read 40 pages. And then I came back downstairs and then I asked him, I said, okay, tell me more about it. And he's telling me this shit. And I'm like, this is bullshit. He doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Him telling me this story was like me getting pulled over by a police officer when I'm drinking and the officer looks at me and says, how many drinks have you had tonight? And the alcohol's pouring out that you could smell it from a mile away. I look at him and I'm like, eyes all glazed. Just... One, I only had one drink tonight. You, you, you only had one drink tonight, officer. And the guy's like, "Where are you going?" And you know, you're you're going to your, to a party or the next bar, or I'm going home. Uh, 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 and the guy's like, "Where do you live?" And you're in Fitchburg, but you live in fucking Woburn. I uh, I live on Main Street, two thirty something Main Street in Fitchburg. The guy's like, "You're going right home." Yeah, I'm going right home the fuck out of here, he, he knows you're lying, just like I knew my son was lying, so I, I, I read the, so I read, so finally I just, I asked him, I said, all right, Narium, and it was, this is the greatest part, because it was, it's, you could tell it was going to be the theme of the fucking book, I go, okay, bud, what, who did Charlie, Charlie's one of the characters, who was Charlie meeting at the restaurant, he fucking, this is the best, he, and wasn't even meeting, Charlie's a girl, who is Charlie meeting? She was meeting a boy, John. He goes, oh, he was meeting Jessica. And I go, really? That's, I'm like, all right, tell me about it. So he starts making up a fucking story about how Charlie had to meet Jessica at this restaurant and the conversation that they had. And I let it go. So I said, all right, you know what? Charlie, there is a Jessica in the book. Let me read a little further. Maybe there is a, uh, maybe she had to meet, jessica later in the book at a restaurant so i went and i read and i and and she didn't and i met and i found out more information about what charlie had come across what charlie had seen who charlie had fucking called so i go back downstairs and i said bud did, did charlie meet someone else at the restaurant he's like no there's nobody else to meet at the restaurant and i said okay all right i i then i went to the next topic and i said okay maybe he just phased out, and when he was reading that part of the book, he just got lost, and because 10 kids, you can read, but you don't read, and I said, all right, what, why, the, the chief, the, 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 this guy, uh, uh, Clay, Clay Burton, or, I don't know what the fuck, I can't, see, I can't even remember his last name, but he, but I knew that he was the chief of police of the city called Hurricane, I, at least I knew what the fuck he was, so I go, why didn't the chief of police go to Charlie's College and, and get her? And he makes up the story. Oh, he had to go and uh, talk to her about something because there was a previous book about, um, you know, what, I asked her how she was doing and how things were at college. And I said, where'd they go? He's like, well, they didn't go anywhere. And I was like, bud, what the fuck? I go, what did Charlie find? What did she find? And, he, and this book is about animatronics. Oh, oh, she found robots. I go, she found robots. Like that, that's what she found. She found, she found, it's, it's this book called fucking Five Night at Freddy's. Fucking terrible. And I'm like, oh, so she found, she found the animatronics. He's like, yeah. I go, in the field? She goes, yeah. She went to the field and there were all the animatronics. And I'm like, bud, you didn't read the fucking book. Because in the field, what she found, she was driving back to Hurricane, right? In in the fucking field, she found a body she found a dead person, a woman that was fucking mangled, and then the chief of police, the reason that he went to the college was to grab her and take her back to Hurricane, which is the city of Hurricane, so that she could look at a body, two bodies, She, the police that she saw one, she found one, because she knew the type of, uh, th- she knew what happened to them, because her dad had created these fucking animatronic suits, uh, Freddy, Foxy, um, I, I, I can't think of the other fucking name, but... Anyways, the, the animatronics, they kill people, and she knew what the, what, it, what it looked like when they killed him, and he didn't fucking know, and I go, bud, you didn't read the book. It, it, now he's like, yes, I did, dad. No one ever fucking believes me. He, he swears, right? I wanted to pop him, dude. I I never, I've never, like, I've only hit Nariam twice because he hit me. I wanted to hit him so bad. He's like, I read the book. Why doesn't anybody believe me? Uh, and, and I just looked at him and I go, bud, believe you? Based on what? Based on what? I, everything you, everything you're telling me right now is bullshit. I read the book. I forget, he says. So I lost my mind. I, I literally, I just, I, I, I got right, right in his face and I usually don't yell at Narium. I got right in his face and I pointed my finger like right, right on his forehead. I'm just like, there's no room for excuses and bullshit in my house. If you're going to lie to me and you're going to make a bullshit excuses about what you didn't do, you can get the fuck out right now. And I went off and he starts crying. I didn't read the book fine I didn't read the book he starts crying I did read the book and I just looked at him and I go no shit and I went upstairs so I could cool off because I well yeah wait here I, I left a big pot out I gave him an option before I went off on him I gave him a chance to save himself I said hey I, you have two options one, you can come clean. I'm trying to save him. I gave him the rope. I'm like, well, I, I reached out the alderman and said, listen, buddy, I'm going to give you one or two options. You can come clean and say you didn't read the book, or you can tell me what, what, what the chief of police needed Charlie for and what Charlie found in the field, and you can tell me, and I gave him time. I was like, you can let me know by tomorrow. What, 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 exa- and who who was at the restaurant? And then he looks at me and that's when he says, I read the book and I fucking lost it. I lost it on I went bonkers. So, of course, after all that, he, he, he had calmed down. He come upstairs. He apologized to me. And then, you know, once your kids calm down and you have also calmed down, once you take the emotion out of it, you, you become a uh, dad and the kid, then you can have a meaningful conversation as to how to correct the behavior. But you still can't back off. So he apologizes. We we work things out. And we work towards him taking the next step. And understanding why. One it, it's disrespectful to lie to dad. Two why there's no room for excuses. I, I don't want to hear any excuses. There, there, is, there is no excuses in my house. I, I, I won't stand for it. You, you either get something done. Or you don't get something done. And if you don't get something done. You fucking get it done. There, is no, there isn't. It, it's you get punished. That That's it, period. There's no fucking around here. I'm, I'm trying to make a man. I'm not trying to make a bitch. I need, I need my son to, to be able to do things for himself. It's the same thing with my daughter. These people, at some point in their lives, have to take care of themselves, and it's my responsibility to make sure that my kids can... It's yours. So if you're a parent and you're listening right now and you're like, man, that's pretty harsh. You didn't let your kid go trick or treating. Well, I hope that someday when he gets older, he looks back and says, yeah, my dad and my mom, they were trying to make me a man and make me understand how important shit is. But again, I tried to give him the out and he fucking screwed the pooch. So we had the conversation and then he asks me, says, dad, so can I go trick or treating? And I kind of said to myself, buddy what would you do? I asked him, I said, what would you do if you were me? What would you do if you were the dad in this situation? And he just, he he answered the the answer correctly. He said, I would, I would say no. I would tell you that you can't. And now you definitely can't because of what just happened. And then he also said, I wouldn't call your mom and ask her to go. And I said, okay, well, there you go, buddy. So unfortunately you don't get to go trick or treating. And then we had the, the little bit of the conversation. I, I put the dagger in there. I, I wanted him to feel it. So he goes downstairs. I came down before we left. And I said, how does it feel that, that you're not going to get to go trick-or-treating? And at this point, he was just kind of over it. He goes, I'm over it. Whatever. I, I don't really care. And I said, oh, good. I'm glad that you're over it. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's not a big deal to you. But I wanted to let you know that it's a big deal to Dad. I'm upset. I don't get, I don't get you on Halloween often this might be one of the last Halloweens where you'd actually want to go and enjoy it. And I'm not going to get the opportunity to have a Halloween with you and your sister. And you took that away from me because you didn't do the things you wanted to do. And it bothers me and I'm hurt by it. And it's, and, and, and you just right there, he was crushed. He was crushed. He was like, dad, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, it's okay. I I just looked at him. I go, don't worry about it, buddy. I go, just, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm never going to get back and you took it from me. I fucking, I hammered him with it. Hammered him. Crushed his little ass. We went trick-or-treating. We got back. He was upstairs. Well, we didn't really go. There's not much to do trick-or-treating. Presley didn't want to go. I went to my neighbor's house and I drank, basically. And I went and I talked with, uh, with, with Pam and Catherine. And they had um, candy and stuff over there. So trick-or-treat wasn't like the biggest deal for Presley because it was canceled anyways, but a couple of neighbors had it. We went out. We came back in. Narian was sitting there very upset. I felt bad that he was upset, but I think he got the lesson and I think it sunk in. I think, I think for once he got it. And then him and I are working now on, on, a, on a plan. Because I told him, I said, look, it, buddy, I understand that it's difficult. The remote school thing sucks and you're left to yourself. You're, you're leaving a, a you know kid that's just about 13 years old to do things by himself. What do you think 13-year-olds are going to do when they're fucking by themselves? They're going to fart and smell it. They're going to play video games. They're going to fucking jerk off. And that's it. That's all a 13-year-old boy is going to do, period. He's not going to do anything else. He, he may go downstairs and try to make himself a fucking bowl of cereal. That's it. They're going to fuck off the whole day, so starting today, Nariam has to check in with me, all day long, Joe's gonna be checking in with me, and he's gonna, ma- and I'm gonna make sure that his little ass is in class, and it sucks, because I don't want to deal with that shit, because I gotta fucking work, but now while I'm at work, I gotta make sure this stupid shit goes to school, and make sure the stupid shit sits his ass down, so there, people are giving me crap, they think that I'm a harsh father because I stuck with his mom and said, yep, no trick-or-treating, you lost it for the year. But there is no room for bullshit. There's no room for missing school. There's absolutely no room for failing classes. There's no room for this. None whatsoever. And if you're a parent and you let your kid get away from it fr- from it because you feel bad, because you think, oh, my kid's going to hate me, well, you're doing your kid a disservice. And when your kid gets older, he's going to be a fucked up piece of shit. Period. You have to be hard on your kids. You have to have them understand that they have to listen to you, that they have to do their schoolwork. And it's not about the schoolwork. School is not for everyone. That's not the point here. The point is that you have to show up, that you have to, you you learn responsibility, you learn being on time, you learn what it takes to get something, like a book report is like a project at work. You learn what it takes to execute something that takes time to take care of. That's what you learn. You don't necessarily need to learn how to read. The kids can read. And you may never do a book report again in your life. But what you will understand is that over the course of a month, it might take a project a month long to do. And you learn the building blocks and the foundation now by banging out a book report that might take two or three weeks to do from start to finish. You learn how to start the project, what to do in the middle, and how to finish it. It's fucking important. All right. Done with the spilt milk shit. I still can't believe I lost my crown, man. I, I can't. I did not take my own advice with the Halloween candy, and I and I ate some Mike and Ikes, and it pulled out a, a crown and post my tooth, which I'll call the dentist after uh, or when, once they open today, and hopefully they can fit me in. Uh, Patriots. Let's real quick. I got to talk about the Pats because the the sky is falling in New England. The Patriots are two and five, and and nobody knows what to do, and everybody is upset. And I, I kind of like to go in the other direction and and just say, honestly, uh, the Pats could have could easily be uh, five and two. Three games we had a chance at the end of the game to win. Yesterday was garbage that Cam draw. I mean, honestly, it's garbage. 100 percent. You can't your best player can't drop the ball at the end of the game. I they were they were in honestly. They were in field goal range if Cam doesn't drop the ball. And they might have had a shot at the end zone with a little bit of time left on the clock, possibly, to win the game. But at very least, they could have tied the game, put the thing in overtime. So it's it's absolute garbage that your best player drops the ball. So I'm not letting Cam off the hook. It, it's terrible. It's terrible. The people who say we should move on from Cam, I, I don't think that we should. I think what we should do is get the best we can out of Cam. I think Belichick needs to make Cam... Uh, uh, Right now, if you were to try to trade Cam, you're not getting much for him. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys would take him because they need a quarterback, but you're not getting third round, fourth round. Right now, Cam hasn't shown shit. He looks terrible, so you're not going to get a lot for him. But if the Patriots can go rip off five, six, seven wins in a row and Cam can play well, then they can franchise tag him at the end of the season and then they can trade him for, for, for something valuable. Right now, there's no value. Of course, if they continue to lose, then they'll just take what they can get, and maybe they would get rid of them. But at this point, they're not that far out. Honestly, they could be five and two. I know they're not. They're two and five. And you know, if dogs, you know, had a square ass, they'd shit bricks. I get it. The the thing is that the Pats still. This is fucked up, but they could still make the playoffs. They could still go out and play well. I didn't think they played too bad. Yes, yes, they gave up a shit ton uh, on the run. They gave up tons, but they still didn't. They still kept the defense. Still kept the team in it. They still held the Bills back enough so that they had a chance to win at the end of the game. That shit happened with uh, Seattle. They could have beat KC, and they could have beat the Bills. They could easily be five and two. They're bad. Yes, I'm not disagreeing that they're bad. They're decimated by injuries a hundred percent, but they actually still right there. So I'm not going to crap on the Patriots so much. Yes, I watched the game. Yes, it was terrible. Yes, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I couldn't believe how easily the Bills could run all over them. I'm not disagreeing. What I'm saying is they're not so far dead as people would like to think. They're not so far dead. They could be 5-2, and easily. I think that the Pats can pull together a few wins. I think they will still make the playoffs. Uh, An extra team makes the playoffs this year, it would be extremely difficult for them to do, but I think that they could still do it. I think that there's still light at the end of the tunnel. I'm still a believer. I'm a fucking homer, but... On the other side, I have become 100% completely vested and watching the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and seeing... I can't wait the games tonight and seeing... Uh, I hey, Let's go Tampa Tom all the way. All right. few things to do. I got to go to work, man. What time is it? Oh, all right. We'll do this last one and then I'm out. Okay, listen. This is something that I, I just... I love talking. So for whatever reason... News organizations love to do studies. They love to do surveys and get people's opinions. They interviewed 2,000 people, right? They took a survey sample of 2,000 people and more than half of these people are saying they believe that election day will be the most stressful day of their lives, that, that voting, it will be the most stressful thing they've ever done in their entire life. And I love stories like this because it makes me laugh. It makes me think, about the things in my life that are stressful, and I'm like, these motherfuckers are stressed out about, do I pick Trump, do I pick Biden, do I vote yes on fucking question one, do I vote no on question two, which is, that's what you do here in mass, you vote yes on one, you vote no on two, I'll explain that shit tomorrow, but, but my most difficult thing is, like, I'm, I'm at, uh, I, I, I'm inside Damoulas, I'm at Market Basket, and I'm trying to decide between you know the the, the fucking Market Basket cheese or the or the regular or the other cheese. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, well, well, this one might taste a little better, but this because it's more expensive. But this one costs like a fucking dollar less. That's what I'm concerned. I'm looking. I'm in the cereal aisle, and I'm like, do I get Captain Crunch, or do I get fucking crunch, do I get berries with the crunch, the cheap brand, because it's like five dollars cheaper, and it comes in a fucking bag. And you, oh. The most stressful thing in my life is going to be deciding who I have to vote for tomorrow. What am I going to do? Bro, I stress out. I, 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 bro, I'm in my fucking bathroom taking a shit. And I stress out about how many sheets of toilet paper I'm going to use. Because I don't know if I can fucking buy toilet paper. Stressed out. Shut the fuck up. I hate, hate. This This should be, people in America, Should it, it should be 100%. I'm not stressed out about voting because you should be educated on who you're going to vote for. You should already know who you're going to vote for. Almost 100 million people already voted. There's no fucking voting. There's no stress. Bruh, please, anybody that is, that is a bitch ass that is stressed out about voting, please walk a half hour in my shoes. I, please, please. But you want to get stressed out, bro? I I have a pair of fucking glasses, these ones that I have on, that I can't see out of my right lens. It's been fucked up for fucking two months, but my glasses are like fucking retardedly expensive, so it's like 400 bucks for the lenses. I don't have the fucking money to spend. Can I get it? Yeah, but I pay my fucking bills before I do shit like that. I just had a crown and a post ripped out of my tooth, and I'm dreading going to the dentist because I got to fucking pay to get it put in. I need fucking new tires that's stress. And then you got to go to work and you got to deal with your kids and you got to deal with your family. That's stress, bro. Everyday life is stress. Voting. That's t- That's simple. Very simple. Fucking do your homework. Study who you're going to vote for. Plain and simple. I, uh, for, for those of my friends that like Joe Biden that are listening right now, fuck off. Don't fucking vote for Joe Biden. The guy was the guy was in Pennsylvania yesterday. And it's got nothing to do with his politics and all to do with the fact that the guy's not there, that the dude is not fucking there. The guy's not fucking alive. Literally, he was in Pennsylvania He, he and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I love Philadelphia. My wife is from Philly. I got my Eagles jacket on. The guy was wearing a fucking jacket from Del- from University of Delaware. Didn't even have an Eagle on it. He's fucking his mind is gone there's no stress there. None. You look and you say, well, I might have one point in my life, not me. This is a Biden support. I might have one point in my life supported Joe Biden and and believed his views, which I think you should go get yourself mentally fucking checked if you said that too, but whatever. So I might've believed in Joe, but now it's apparent to me that Joe Biden doesn't have the mental capacity that he has fucking dementia that he's showing his old age Every time he talks, he doesn't know where the fuck he is or what the hell he's talking about. So you would just deduce off that, I'm not voting for him. That I have to vote for somebody else. Or come out and just say, hey, look, I'm not voting for Joe, right? But I'm voting for Kamala. Because it's clear that time and time again, I have to calm down now. It's clear that time and time again, and this is nothing to do with Joe's politics, that when he talks, it is clear that he is not all there anymore. It's clear that when he goes to Philadelphia and tells the people in Philly that he is an Eagles fan, that his wife's a Philly girl, and that, hey, I'm wearing my Eagles jacket, and he doesn't even have a fucking Eagles jacket on, or an Eagle on the jacket, he's wearing a University of Delaware fucking jersey that has a blue hen on it, not a fucking eagle, that the guy has lost his fucking mind. He has lost it. He has some form of dementia. It's coming on. And the fact that people in this country look the other way on his son's scandal and his dealings with it, and then the fact that he is not mentally capable of holding the office is mind-boggling to me. It's straight up there like a moron who gives advice about not eating Mike and Ike's and then fucking eats the Mike and Ike's and his crown pops out. It's stupid. Thank you so much for listening to America's Podcast. I gotta go to work. Have a good day.